So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning. I hope you're having the very best of Saturdays. <laughs> News overnight that Andrew Bogut was subject to death threats and even had a bolt thrown at him at the Basket World Cup after the Sun Yang tweet that he sent out, Rose. A, a bolt, Chris Gale? A bolt. Okay. Twitter sure has some impact, doesn't it? <laughs> Twitter is a dangerous thing. Let me just say this. I'm never getting a role on Saturday Night Live. I'm, just gonna, I'm never getting it. It's got us thinking about outspoken sports stars, particularly with the return of Conor McGregor. And we're going to yeah. say... We need them, but will we keep them in the modern world? We're also going to feature the new segment a lot of people have been asking about for quite a while now. It's called Rose Knows. I haven't been asking. No for one's it. asked no, for no, it. No, many no. people have asked me for it. No. I'm going to take you for an educated romp through the A-League derby between Sydney and the Wanderers tonight. Fun show lined up for you Saturday morning. We've also got tickets to the Valvoline Raceway to see the sprint cars we're going to give away after 11. And a Karcher pressure washer to give away with our pressure test before 11 as well, so stick around for that. But how good were the Aussies last night oh, on international duty? The junior good. Kangaroos, Jillaroos and Kangaroos all had convincing wins. We will highlight the best bits, and Boyd Corner has a new record to cap off his perfect season. Oh, yeah. We'll tell you what that is next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel, metaphorically. Obviously. Triple M's Weekend Legends. There's something very special about a Harker. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. And the Rugby League season is almost over for 2019. Last night down at Wynn Stadium, Wollongong, we got to see the Junior Kangaroos beat France in 62-4 to fashion. Mm. We got to see the Jillaroos beat the Kiwi Ferns 28-8. to And the Kangaroos with an easy 26-4 to win thanks to an error-riddled New Zealand side. Oh, hang on. Was that the Harker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was the finale of Mars Singer. I thought that no, was you got that, you got that wrong. I tell you what, you, your boy from the Bulldogs, Corey Harrow and Naira, was yeah. at the front of that, and uh, fired up doesn't quite give it justice, mate. We're fired up at the dogs, and, and what a pity it is for the Kiwis that they can't bottle what they get in the haka <laughs> because they really were disappointing. Yeah, if only they played as well as they huckered. <laughs> Now, it was a long day of footy, and we love another day of footy, even though the NRL Premiership is over, Rose. But sure. first up, did you see that drone shot coming in over the beach of Wynn Stadium? Hasn't drone shots just changed the game in sports coverage? That is incredibly yeah. spectacular. I've never been to a game to win. We're going to go down next year. Mm. I'd say you're driving, but you don't have a license to. <laughs> now, as Lachlan suggested, the under-23s, the junior ruse 62, spanked France 4. Sacre bleu. Kicked off at 3.10pm. <laughs> Think of the talent. David Fafita, Kalen Ponga, oh, Victor right. Radley, Ryan Pappenhausen and Campbell Graham all on display in front of absolutely nobody. Oh. <laughs> what, a, what a disgrace. I mean, that lineup is scary, right? You've got to be scared going into that. Yeah, I mean, it, the future is bright for Australian Rugby League, but, sure. the, but the current uh, situation is pretty good with the Gillaroos defeating the Kiwi Ferns 26, uh, sorry, 28 points to 8. Go the Gillaroos. Ali Brigginshaw running the show always as she does. Mm. Kira Dibb, who is the cousin of our mate Matty Warburg, and I know you're friends now. Yeah, yeah, well, we kind of. We get along. There's a freedom to the women's game that we sometimes don't see in the highly prescribed block play of the men's game. The couple of kicks that Kira put in for Jess Sergis and Shakia Tangai to get them launched was yeah. absolutely magnificent. Yeah. 
And I thought Millie Davis in the middle was outstanding and the bench was great for yeah. Australia. We, we're looking pretty scary right now. It's, it's confidence building. I like it. Now, as we said, things not so exciting for the Kiwis in the main no. game. I mean, it was 12 to 4 at half time. They were in the contest, but really a poor second half. And Sean Johnson, who's had a mixed year at best, his kicking game was uh, not good. Can you imagine Kiwi radio this morning? They're just like glossing over all this. They're not mentioning the game at all. <laughs> Payne Haas, what do you think? A star, right? Unbelievable. A star. Unbelievable. He's 19 turning 20. Yeah. I think after 15 minutes, he'd run for 100 metres. I mean, I, I, it's, it's extraordinary stuff. I mean, I, who knows what he's going to be like in his mid-20s. And look, after, after he had probably not his best playoff series, Damian Cook was stellar last night. What I love about this guy is his ability to improvise. There was that period where the Kiwis were playing hot potato. Yeah. And Adam Blair kicked the potato on one last <laughs> time and Cook's up the other end of the field. But a little bit later, in classic Cook fashion that we saw in Origin, he just saw the defense retreating a little bit. Off he went, and this happened. Oh, he's cool. Yeah. He takes oh. off. He's got Tedesco. Oh, that's gorgeous. That is delectable. Drawing in the fullback, throwing it to Tedesco. It's pretty amazing. I think sometimes we undervalue uh, in rugby league those players who can read a field like that. What I love about Cook is that the defense is always going, when's he going to do it? Yeah. When's he going to do it? And the minute they relax, just the second they relax, he's off. And that's a, that's a Thurston vibe, right? They yeah. used to do the same thing with JT. He'd get the ball and you go, when's he going to do it? He's going to do it. Just when. Now, the really exciting thing for Boyd Cordner is the first New South Wales player. There are some Queenslanders who have done this, but I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> to captain an Origin Series win, to captain a premiership, and now to captain the Kangaroos to win all in the one year. Wow. He knew about this milestone because his nan pointed it out. I mean, is that pressure that you need from your grandmother saying, well, Boyd? That's what nans are there for, to put pressure on you. Well, he and all the kangaroos stepped up to the mark. Great win for the Aussies. Yes. One more game to come of Rugby League in 2019. The kangaroos will take on Tonga Invitational over in Auckland next weekend. Enjoy it while you can because we're about to start that five-month period with no rugby league whatsoever. It's glorious. More footy, more footy. (laughs) Next, we've got a new segment called Rose Knows. Uh Well, he thinks he knows. The Sydney Wanderers Derby. He'll catch you up to speed for the biggest domestic game in Sydney sport, and we'll do that next. Like having a weekend to the plums. Lamb's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose here for your Saturday morning. And the A-League is into round three. And tonight we get something special. It's the Sydney sporting calendar. The derby between Sydney FC and the Western Sydney Ronderers. Now, Rose, I'm under contractual obligation to play this opener. Mm-hmm. Play see, it then. Let's see how it goes. Let's hear it. Even experts were gobsmacked. Rose's way around. Hit you with some knowledge. The expert. Expert. Rose. Oh, Bobbity Boo, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the debut episode of Rose Knows. What, Chris? That's irony, right? No, no, that's a real break. Someone actually spent some time recording that for me, and that's our new intro to Rose Knows. I tried to to stop it as much as I could. No, it's happening, guys. So in this new segment, Rose Knows, I'm going to take you through the things I know. And today, what I know is that tonight is one of the biggest uh, sporting moments of the Australian sporting calendar, and that is the Sydney Derby. I'm a lifelong Sydney FC fan. Lachlan over here on the other side of the desk is wearing his Wanderers jersey currently. So there's a bit of a divide here in the room on Derby Day. But, uh, you know, this is an interesting one going in here because this is the Bankwest Derby. It's sold out. It is going to be packed out there tonight. And they've got those sort of terrace-style arrangements where the red and black block can stand. Yeah, it's uh, quite comfortable. There's little bars you can lean on and yeah, stuff. Yeah, standing-only area. Yeah, yeah, sort of channeling the sort of the English experience. Right? Yeah, but I, I want to take you through some of the stats, right? Because for people that uh, haven't watched these teams, firstly, both two teams, two wins, no losses. We're both going in undefeated into this derby, so the hype is real. But the Wanderers boast a pretty shocking record against Sydney FC, right? Sydney FC have won... Uh, uh, sorry, what, uh, the Wanderers have only won one 
of the past 17 derbies I mean, that they've played. stunning, isn't it? It's pretty crazy. Sydney FC have outscored the Wanderers in those derbies 19 goals to five. So it's been a beatdown almost consistently. Not that I'm keeping score or anything. In the, uh, in the last 13 derbies dating back to 2015, the, the Wanderers have only scored two goals in the final hour of the game compared to Sydney's 23. And the reason I say that to you, boys, is because that's been the weakness for the Wanderers. The back end of that game... Those derbies, the pressure gets too much. They usually start to crumble, right? Is it a fitness thing or just a composure thing? It could be a composure thing. It could have been a coaching thing for a while as well, the way they decided their subs. and could the have way been they... a kicking accuracy thing, Yeah, maybe. it could have been the fact that Sydney FC are just amazing <laughs> at soccer. But, uh, you know, it, it's there's been a, a, a clear divide between the two teams that we clutch up at the back end of games. But there's a bit of good news. I'm going to surprise you here, Lachlan. I might surprise both of you boys here. There's a bit of good news for the Wanderers. Never before this season have the Wanderers opened a campaign with back-to-back wins. And this is the first time since March 2013 that they, uh, that they will play an A-League derby on the back of successive wins. So the Wanderers are riding higher than they ever have coming into a derby for a long time, right? Uh, and also, those two, both those 2-1 wins that they've had, all four goals have been scored after halftime. Okay. So that weakness of the back end of the half for the Wanderers, I think has been fixed with this new regime. And I'm going to say it controversially in the first debut hit episode of Rose Nose, I think the Wanderers might win this derby. That's amazing. They've got the brothers playing against each other, haven't they? That's right, they? McGowan brothers. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Ama- it's, it's an interesting rivalry. Having brothers on each team is going to be very interesting. Well, I know you know, apparently, but I've actually got the reason why the Wanderers are probably going to win this game. What's that? Coach Marcus Babel has uh, come through on his promise to get every club that he's tattooed, tattooed on his body, right? Okay, yep. So in the off-season, he's added to the likes of Liverpool and Bayern Munich. The words Western Sydney Wanderers are now on Marcus's body. It's a bit wordy for a tattoo, isn't it? It's pretty it? long. I wonder where he put it anyway, but good for the Wanderers. Tune in tonight to watch two informed teams and two of the most passionate supporter bases in sport. The Sydney W will be a cracker at Bank West tonight. But news this week that the notorious Conor McGregor will return to the Octagon in January, bringing back sport's biggest star. And we asked the question... Are outspoken sports stars needed in sport? You'll be doing nothing, Lachlan. We'll do that next. It's The Weekend Legends on Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves, The Weekend and Working Half-Assed. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose. And don't forget, just before 11, we're going to play our pressure test thanks to Karcher. We're going to give you a chance to win a high-pressure washer. But Conor McGregor made news this week. The former two-weight division UFC champion is set to return to the octagon in January. And a part of us as sports fan miss the excitement of a loose cannon within the sport. That's right, Lachlan. I think uh, Conor McGregor is a loose cannon, not just in the sport that he competes in, but just across the world of sports in general, right? Just in the life that he leads. Yes, and this week he returned to the limelight with a big announcement. So for me, I am not waiting around. I would, al- I would like to announce to the public the return of the notorious Conor McGregor will take place on January 18th in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, Chris, did you, did you catch any of that? What, what did he say there? I didn't catch any Yeah, of he's that. back at okay. T-Mobile Arena. But I'm interested, the notorious Con- Conor McGregor, has yeah. he been going under that label for a while or is it just something he's uh, added um, recently? No, no, yeah, it's been a thing for a while, right? Lachlan, like a couple of years he's been the notorious? He's been notorious since he's been at the UFC. Since he's been notorious. And he, was most, re- he was most re- recently the defeated Conor yeah. McGregor, <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, that didn't stick for as long. But, you know, he's back and I think this is a good thing. I think a lot of people have a lot of differing opinions on Conor McGregor when he throws things at buses and breaks laws and stuff like that. But I think we've got to be honest that a guy like Conor McGregor is the reason a lot of people would talk about UFC when they would never talk about UFC. Right. So he's a good promo guy. Yes. And, and, you know, I think we've got to be okay with the fact that some people, their controversy brings eyes towards that sport. 
They say that with Nick Kyrgios. Yes. Is with all his carryings on, he's actually putting bums on seats at tennis events because, let's face it, tennis is not that exciting, is it? Yeah, and, you know, golf could learn. We've said this before. Golf, another sport that could learn from this. You know, I bet you they're missing Tiger Woods at the top because, you know, he's, he was a controversial guy in his time. They need to find another... He didn't really start out that controversial, but he certainly ended up being pretty Listen, controversial. In the, in the scale of golf, he's pretty controversial. <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? The yeah. wild man of golf. He but... once didn't tip at dinner, the bad boy. But, uh, yeah. you know. yeah, he failed to mark his ball correctly. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, I think Connor coming back is a good thing, but I think more sports, sports could benefit from that renegade. Well, speaking of outspoken sports people, Andrew Bogart is on the front page of the Daily Telegraph. Mm. This is the follow-on from the tweet that he put out about the Sun Yang swimming doping controversy. God. At the time, we certainly heard him being booed when he was playing at the World Cup over in China. Yeah. But it was a fair bit more serious than that, Rose. I mean, he's revealed that he received a number of tweets with the acronym NMSL, which is uh, a not a very complimentary reference to what should happen to his mother. Right. Oh. He, he received personal death threats. Sponsors went quiet on him. This just sounds like a Wednesday for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> In one game, a bolt was thrown at him on the court. Like a, like a, like a metal bolt. A metal bolt. I clarified it wasn't Andrew Bolt. <laughs> Why are you throwing me? Yeah, you know. But... Bogut seemed to handle it fairly well. And in fact, he went out of his way to interact with Chinese fans during the tournament. There's lots of photos of him with smiling fans, loving photos, etc., etc. But I think it took a little bit of a toll. It would have to in those circumstances. You remember he was pretty upset with the referees at the end of the Spain semifinal. Yeah. So a really, really tough time for him. So he was quite sympathetic when the Houston Rockets general manager, Daryl Morey, tweeted that thing about Hong Kong. It's just so touchy right now. I think there's... There's like a difference though, right? Because Conor McGregor doesn't go out about the big social issues putting himself. He just throws a, a trolley at a bus and yeah, everyone right. gets angry at him. And, you know, when, when, when they start getting into these politics and stuff, that's when you can really get hurt as a sports renegade, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, Bogut doesn't ho- ho- mince his words. And, no. I, and I happen to love that. And no, I think we yeah. do need more of it. Sure. And uh, I think we love his passion here and love uh, people who uh, put their opinions as well as their skills out onto the sporting arena. Yeah. And in the second hour, we'll talk a little bit about how Bogut and the Kings are doing so well because of things like that. And Bogut also says he reckons his grandfather would be happy, Millet, who left Yugoslavia for a better life and ended up with the uh, grandson who's the starting centre for the Sydney Kings. Fantastic. With the return of McGregor, we'll be forced to hear about this as the date comes closer. Yep. Connor will make sure of that. But <laughs> switching to the 15-man game, the World Cup semis are on tonight. We're breaking down the car crash that has unfolded out of the Wallabies and Rugby Australia. That's next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. So high-five! Triple M's Weekend Legends. Let's kick it up a little gear. <laughs> Yet more negative press for Rugby Australia, a belting at the hands of England last week to be knocked out of the World Cup. Then Michael Checker grips us by his comments this week after resigning as coach. What's happening? There's so much happening, Lachlan, as a result of the resignation of Michael Checker as Wallabies coach. It, I mean, I'm no rugby union expert, clearly. Fact. But it feels like a car crash over there at the Wallabies right now. It hasn't been, unco- it hasn't been comfortable. I think, looking to the future just briefly, the favourite is the former Chiefs coach who's currently coaching at Glasgow, Dave Rennie. Oh, nice. Go which would be a non-Australian coaching, which has always been a bit of an issue over the last 10, really? 15 years. I'm fine with that. Yep. Whatever. Here's the bottom line, Rose. Australia is now ranked seventh. Japan, who has had a magnificent World Cup, is ranked sixth. Oh, boy. That's not good. 
As I always say, it's darkest before the dawn. Is well, this the, the, the wor- sun hasn't gone up yet for the uh, Wallabies. I is can this tell one you. of our worst ranks? I mean, uh, for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, last year was our worst year since 1974 in terms of results, and it hasn't got much better this year. <laughs> now, we talked in the last break about outspoken sports people. So, Checker spoke his mind. He said he had no relationship with the Rugby Australia CEO, Raylene Castle, mm. and not much of a relationship with the current chairman, Cameron Klein. And that has resulted in some kind of standoff, am I correct, this week? It seems that the tension point was that they did a sort of an on-the-fly review at the end of the 2018 season when the Wallabies went 4-9 and nine over the 13 tests. Mm. Uh, Checker let Stephen Larkham go as his attack coach, but there was a guy called Scott Johnson appointed as a director of rugby, which is in a sense an overseeing role, and Checker admitted he wasn't really comfortable with that, even though he thought Scotty was a great guy. And it probably came to a head during the World Cup. There was a function at the Australian Embassy in Tokyo where mm. Checker and Raylene were there, and it kind of descended into a bit of a row. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a standoff. People had to pull them apart. I mean, I worked with Raylene Castle at the Bulldogs. I wouldn't mess with her. She's dangerous. Yeah, I think it was a, <laughs> might have been a verbal rather than a, a having to be pulled apart. But oh, it was yeah. happening while Reese Hodge was getting that three week suspension for the high <laughs> tackle in the Wales game. So I think emotions were high. Yeah. Certainly, Checker has always benchmarked as a player's coach. Even this morning in the Telegraph, there's an article from Kurtley Beale saying how much they respected and enjoyed playing under him. Yeah, player's coach, yeah, yeah, they respect him and all that stuff. But that, that can get hard with, when there's decision makers above him that make decisions on behalf of the league. Yeah, of course. And uh, he wanted to highlight, and we should remember, the real highlights under Checker's tenure, the 2015 World Cup final. Yes. Against expectations. Yeah. Big wins against the All Blacks in 2017, 2019. But there's no doubt the rugby union is perceived as struggling. But it's struggling in Australia. I think the world game... Can you imagine what it's like in the rugby clinics of Japan right now? Every little kid has a rugby union ball in their backyard right now in Japan, loving it. And during the week on Fox Sports, the back page, Phil War, who's the director of Rugby Australia and, of course, a former Wallaby, says, our junior results are through the roof. The under-20s, I think it was, World Cup. We did well. Runners-up lost to France by a point. Wins against the junior All Blacks and so forth. So basically what Phil is saying, that the dawn is uh, almost upon us and the hope springs eternal, the future is bright. Right, so there, there's young guys coming through. Uh, that, so what you're saying is there is hope for the Wallabies. Rugby could be back rows. Oh, goodness me. <laughs> Only three games in the Rugby World Cup to go. England take on New Zealand tonight at 7pm to book a place in the final and South Africa take on Wales tomorrow. I'm on Wales, I think. They've never won it. I mean, sure. Go for an underdog. Yeah, okay, Wales. They can sing. Very excited, right? Rugby Australia (laughs) is under pressure, and we want you to be under pressure too. It's pressure test time. We've got a high-pressure washer to give away. Taking full control around your home with a Karcher pressure washer. Thanks to Karcher, life's most satisfying satisfying clean. I almost got it out. Sports fans, one triple three five three to play our pressure test, and your chance to win, we're going to do it next. It's the radio equivalent of chowing down on a bacon and egg roll at your kids' under six soccer. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose on Triple M. And we love rewarding sports fans for being observant sports fans. Mm. And thanks to Karcher, let's do this. Pressure. The Under Pressure Test. It's a pretty good intro. Not as good as Rose knows, guys, but it's a good one. Can I say I love the Karcher? We've got one at home, and it really does the job. Our driveway is immaculate. Yeah, you can see you can see your reflection. You can eat off our driveway. It's pretty good. So this is the pressure test for the Karcher pressure cleaner. We're going to give you five questions. Whoever answers the fifth question correctly wins the pressure cleaner. You've got to answer them right, though, to stay in the running. And we're going to start with Eddie from Parramatta. Eddie, you an Eels fan? Oh, no, Dragons fan, mate. Oh, oh wow. Dragon. Lachlan's excited. You ready to play the pressure test, Eddie? I'll give it a crack. Let's go, champion. Right, here, go. here we go. Question number one for Eddie. What venue is ho- hosting the sold-out Sydney Derby in the A-League tonight? Uh, 
Sydney Derby. Uh, that'll be Bankwest Stadium. Yes, close, correct. Close Eddie. to home for Eddie from Parramatta. Yes, very good. You can walk there. One from one for Eddie. Here we go. Second question. The Kangaroos played last night, but what are the Australian women's rugby league team name? Uh, the Australian Gillaroos. Very oh, good. <laughs> what was that? Beautiful, and a big win for them as well. Yeah, big win for them. Let's go. Question three, Eddie. Who was the last person to beat Conor McGregor in the UFC? The last person to beat Conor. Three, two, one. Oh, it's a good guess, but not correct. Thank you, Eddie, for trying. Let's go to James in Cromer. James, who's the last guy that beat Conor McGregor in the UFC? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> well, it would have beaten him if he had a crack. Yeah, he yeah, would have had a go. Thank you, James. Bad luck, James. Good effort. Let's go to David in Rose Bay. Who was the last guy to beat Conor McGregor in the UFC, David? Uh, first of all, I've got to say, go the Roosters. It's a three-peak oh. coming up. Here, Hang here on, David. Wait, that, I can't see that in the question, but fair enough. Sure. Thanks, yeah, David. We have, to, we, have, we have to tell you the Roosters are going to win it. Who and beat I Conor? One, <laughs> I want to ask you one question before you answer, I answer that. Okay, um, what? When is the World Cup Championships of the Roosters, and who, where is it being played? Is Listen, I've already got a pressure cleaner. Get him out of here, Lauren. <laughs> David's out of here, disqualified. I don't need to answer anything. I, I think the answer is February in London somewhere. Fantastic. Thank you. Let's go to Chris in Riverview. Chris, who beat Conor McGregor last? Oh, uh, Yes. I'm going to give it to absolutely. you. Absolutely. You absolutely nailed that Are you from his home country? Your pronunciation was bang on there, Chris. All right, Chris. Here we go. Question four. You've almost got the win. What iconic motorsport venue is due to close down after after news this week? Sydney Speedway. Yes. Here we go. One more for you, Chris, to get the win. Michael Checker resigned as Wallaby's coach this week, but who is the coach of England? Eddie Jones. Oh, winner. Chris, good on you, Chris. Yes, what a winner. And he didn't he didn't mention the Roosters once. How satisfying. <laughs> Congratulations to Chris. You've won yourself a Karcher High Brescia Washer. Thanks to Karcher. Life's most satisfying clean. Get that out to you this week. The Weekend Legends on Triple M.